0: for the fastest hour of radio,
1: Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, hello, and welcome into this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network Southie, bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So when you have some free time today, You head on over there to the podcast and check out all our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. Once again, that's at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And while you're there, we would really appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Uh, My name is Alfie. Once again, filling in for uh, WB, who is continuing to recover. But he's doing better, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing way better. In fact, uh, I'm going to have him on the show Uh, next week to uh, update us on his condition and kind of keep you all uh, informed and up to date on what's coming up for him in in the future as he continues to recover. But he's back doing uh, some radio. He's back there doing his uh, backyard country show. So he is back on the air, but we're still giving him a little bit of time to recover uh, before he's back here on the program full time. But uh, we do hope to have William on the show next week to kind of update all you loyal listeners as far as his condition and what's going on. Uh, with him and uh, speaking of my condition i still i still seem like i'm recovering uh from race weekend last weekend at atlanta motor speedway i gotta tell you man i always love race weekend but this year especially with a new car and the new track we've seen two amazing cup series and xfinity races at ams here in 2022 i mean absolutely just side by side Uh, super speedway racing and now we have two more super speedway races on the schedule because I'm telling you Atlanta as long as they keep it this way going on we're never going to see another dull race uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway going further here uh, including coming up uh, in March so I'm very excited as uh, we're already beginning the countdown to a race weekend at March uh, at the Atlanta Motor Speedway but we appreciate you tuning in here to the uh, radio program as always Uh, we've got a lot coming up another uh, jam-packed episode of a southern race week radio to get to but i do want to remind you about a couple of things number one that i mentioned land motor speedway race weekend was awesome and of course the race was swept by two georgia drivers austin hill in the xfinity series and chase elliott in the cub series so congratulations those two guys bright drivers here from this great state of georgia uh sweeping the races at ams uh last weekend so uh, it's so great In, in fact uh this is amazing. Austin Hill will be joining us on the program a little bit later on to a recap and a talk about uh, that big win at Atlanta Motor Speedway coming up later on in the program. But I also want to also want to give you our social media platforms uh, so you can follow us and like us. You can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash We You can go there and like the page or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader on Twitter at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore Nineteen, And also, William is available on Instagram as well. So you can check out all of us at all those social media platforms. And uh, don't forget that uh, we always have the latest uh, racing news available 24-7 at our social media sites. So just uh, sit back and relax. We've got another great episode of Southern Race Week coming up for you this week, as we always love to do. Uh, In just moments, we're going to be speaking with NASCAR Insider, Alan Cavana as he recaps all the action from Atlanta Motor Speedway and some big NASCAR news that we're going to be talking about here in just a matter of moments. And then we'll be speaking with NHRA Pro Stock driver Mason McGahay, who will be joining us as well, third generation driver in the NHRA series. And then we'll wrap up the program this week as we'll be speaking with the winner in the Xfinity Series race this past Saturday at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Austin Hill georgia native so just sit back and relax get set to enjoy this great episode of southern race week radio as well as the southern race week radio podcast
2: hi i'm nick sanchez driver of the number two maxi going chevrolet and you're listening to southern race week
1: all right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far-flung southern race week radio network itself we continue on with this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. You hear him regularly sometimes for the Performance Racing Network, also a big-time NASCAR insider. You can see him at nascar.com doing a bunch of work for them online. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Alan Kavanaugh. Mr. Kavanaugh. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a great friend of the show and always uh, appreciate it when you take some time to uh, talk to us. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing
2: great. always love a good intro, Alpha. You're the yeah. best at
1: that. And I uh, want to kick things off with, of course, race weekend here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're here in March uh, for the race weekend. You were working with PRN, got to see the excitement of what happened in March. Unfortunately, you were not here this past weekend. We really missed you on the Performance Racing Network crew and, and listening to you call the action But um, obviously you're at home watching the race. Uh, Comparing from March's race to this past weekend's race, uh, what did you see different? Did you see anything that kind of changed from that March race? And and what were your thoughts on the race?
2: Absolutely. I mean, just the heat. The heat made such a difference in terms of, obviously, the atmosphere, but also in the handling of the cars. So not only do you have, you know, the Daytona, Talladega-type racing, now you have to worry about spinning out, right? Now you have to worry about setting up your car and really You know, being back in the pack, having far different handling than if you were up toward the front, which made the front all the more that valuable. So I think that led to a little aggression, right? I mean, the further you're up front with your car on a handling racetrack, the better you're going to be. That means you're going to fight for those positions. So that was the difference between March. When the temperatures are that high, the handling comes in to affect so much more than what we saw in March. So I, I, I think it made for a different race in terms of the aggression and the power the real estate up front had. And we saw some of that play out because we certainly saw some incidents up front with some of the better drivers.
1: Now, this has been looked at as a super speedway-type race. We saw a lot of tight racing, a lot of aggressive racing as well this past weekend. What jumped out of you as far as, I know there was a lot of people talking about Ross Chastain. Uh, There was a great race down the end with uh, Chase Elliott um, as well and Corey LaJoy. What did you think about some of the uh, aggressive driving that you saw out there as well?
2: Look, uh, aggression wins. And uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, uh, let's say a guy like Ross Chastain He gets zero benefit of the doubt and will always get the blame, right, because he has something of a history, and and that's something he's just going to have to work with. Anything that goes on in the future, he will always get compared to his past. Now, if you don't have uh, any incidents in the bank, it will, yeah, maybe you get some, uh, some benefit of the doubt out there. But aggression is what pays off. And, uh, like, the 19 incident, when, when Ross hit Martin Truex Jr., I don't know what Ross was supposed to do. But because of his past, he's going to get the blame for that. The Denny Hamlin incident, he blamed Ross did on his handling of his car because he'd already been in one accident uh, in the day. I- I'm not sure. Uh, it's hard to say. You know, you're going to look at it one way if you're a fan of Denny. You're going to look at it another if you're a fan of Ross. But, hey, look, you know who else was pretty aggressive? Chase Elliott going for the win. And no one's complaining about him and the moves he made. You know why? Because he has the checkered flag. And that's what counts. Everybody's trying to get the checkered flag. And a lot of times the ends justify the means. And so I can't blame any of these drivers for being aggressive.
1: And a lot of the drivers are thankful to Chase or anyone who had won a race this season because we're getting to uh, a couple of races left in the regular season, and there's only three positions that are open via points. Your top 13 drivers already locked into the chase. Uh, chase Elliott with three wins in the season is also the regular season point leader uh, at this point. Uh, Ryan blaney Tricks, Junior Christopher Bell are those last three spots, and then Kevin Harvick, Eric Almarola, Eric Jones on the outside uh, looking in. Do you see possibly getting 16 drivers or even more than 16 winning. What do you see there as as we approach the the playoffs as far as those last three uh, positions that are not in via wins right now?
2: Look, we all want chaos, right? But it's getting, I mean, we're running out of races, and we really could have used a Corey LaJoy win in Atlanta, you know, just in terms of we wanted to get to that 17 winner mark. Uh, we're running out of time. Now, what I would give you is that look at the drivers who don't have wins yet. If we want to get to that 16-winner uh, threshold, Ryan Blaney doesn't have a win yet, running great. Martin Truex Jr., I mean, a, a former cup champion, could easily win a race. Absolutely. Christopher Bell often has speed. All these drivers don't have wins yet. You think about that looming race out there at the end of the regular season in Daytona. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Kevin Harvick, Eric Almarola who could both win at New Hampshire this weekend. Brad Keselowski, who could easily win a drafting race like Daytona. Eric Jones, another former Daytona winner. I mean, look, the math is there. The history is there. There are a bunch of winners, historically, who have wins and victories that don't have them yet this year. Could they win again? Absolutely. Is time running out? Yes. So, do we get to 16? I don't know what to tell you, Alfie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking with Al Kavana here, NASCAR insider here on Southern Race Week Radio. And talk about an early start to the silly offseason, Mr. Kavana. Uh, big news coming out of the NASCAR world. I don't think anyone saw this happening, but Tyler Reddick is going to be heading to 2311 racing in 2024. Now he's still signed with Richard Childress racing through this year. They picked up the option for him next year, and then he'll be out and heading to 2311 racing. Well, what were your thoughts when you heard about this breaking news?
2: It was unbelievable. My friend, I mean, there are so, there are no secrets in NASCAR, right? There are no (laughs) secrets like this. This was a secret. We couldn't even remember the last time such a big secret had been kept and just blew everybody away. The way they made the announcement, it was sort of like a reveal of, a you know, you and I like pro wrestling. It was like revealing a new pro wrestling stable. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, there's a new alliance we have never thought coming. A swerve, they would call it. I mean, this was a total swerve on a midweek press conference. That that you just thought was just going to be a run of the mill kind of a hey, how's things going announcement, and all of a sudden Tyler Reddick, the next big thing, shows up and says, "I have joined Team Toyota for 2024." It's like holy crap! Who saw this coming? Nobody. Uh, this was shocking. I mean, a little earthquake throughout the NASCAR world, only because. Uh, Tyler Reddick runs for Richard Childress Racing, and he will be there next year. They just announced that last week, and all of a sudden they come out and say, hey, uh, on this date in about 18 months, we're breaking up, so uh, we're going to live in this house together. Might be a little awkward. Your move, Richard Childress. So that's a little weird how this is going to play out the next 18 months, but as Denny tweeted, a little chess piece, they're playing chess over there, 2311. They are building a winning race team, and they just got maybe one of the top prospects in the last few years. Now this
1: is crazy because now what's going to happen in the at a 2311 racing? Will they add a third team? Is is it possible that Kurt might retire after next year? Or maybe Bubba might not be there? Do you I mean w- this is crazy as far as what will 2311 do when we get to that 2024 season?
2: All good questions and you know what? Announcing it this early gives them options. We spoke to Danny Hamlin afterward and during that press conference and making this announcement now it allows those balls to start rolling, if you will. It allows them to start going out and getting sponsorship. They could go to a big sponsor and say, hey, we have our 2024 plan. What is your 2024 plan? You want to come sponsor Tyler Reddick? All right, come on down. I mean, they have an 18-month runway now. That's a big deal. It also allows for the, the driver changes. If, if there are any, does 2311 want to go out and pursue a third charter? Is Kurt Bush telling him behind the scenes, hey, I'll give you, you know two more years? And then you know I'll be mid forties and I'll bow out gracefully. I'll take a front a, a position with the team, maybe in the front office, something like that, or with Toyota. Maybe there's already a plan in place we don't know about, but we do know twenty three eleven has options, and that's all you can ask for. Especially when you're trying to plan ahead two five years down the line, they have all these options ahead of them. It's better to have more options than less.
1: Now RCR Racing obviously will have some time to decide who's going to take over that seat for Tyler Reddick. But now this opens up an opportunity for someone in, in 2024. Do you see any names that, off the top of your head that could be a strong possibility to take over that ride for
2: Tyler in 2024? Uh, it's just too early to say in terms yeah. of that one. It, 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 you know, look, someone will want it. Someone will have an opportunity there. Do they dip down? You know, uh, RCR still has a strong activity program. If I'm Austin Hill, if I'm Sheldon Creed, my eyes just lit up because it's like, wow. You know, I know in 2024 there's an open cup seat at this organization I am currently a part of. That's a big deal. How much does Chevy get involved and say, hey, uh, you know, we want one of our development drivers, uh, you know, to bring up through the ladder. That Here's a spot where we could potentially go. And then there's plenty of free agents, and who knows what other dominoes can move before that. There's drivers that aren't in the cup series right now, like Ryan Priest. Uh, proven cup driver that I'm sure is making some calls about 2024 there again a lot of options there if they cut one of the few coveted seats in the NASCAR cup series uh, a lot of people will be calling Richard Childress Raiders.
1: Well, uh, the beginning of the silly season already underway as uh, things are being moved around. So uh, once again, Alan Kavana joining us here. We really appreciate our NASCAR insider giving us all the latest news and information and his thoughts on what's going on in NASCAR. Now, uh, Mr. Kavana, if our listeners want to follow you, keep up with what's going on in the not just the world of NASCAR. You cover everything in motorsports. Uh, Where can they go to keep up with you and and find out what's going on in the latest uh, news and info in the motorsports world, my friend?
2: Yeah, this upcoming weekend, you can watch me on Dirt Vision covering the World of Outlaw Late Model Series. So that'll be a venture for me. I'm looking forward to learning a, a new discipline of racing and, and meeting a new community. You can always catch me on NASCAR.com every Thursday with the preview show we do on there. Speed Sport, I do a great piece with Comedic uh, Gasket. where That comes out every Tuesday. So a little bit of everywhere. And you know what? You can catch it all my Twitter page, at Alan Cavana on Instagram, Copa Kavanaugh, Facebook, it all. Look, follow me I promise you'll get some good racing news and some pretty good coverage it maybe be a
1: class and pretty soon it won't be long before Alan Kavana just takes over the entire world ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Mr Kavana thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race week radio sir continue to success and work on the rest of the season and I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road my friends
2: looking forward to it thank you hey it's Ron Caps driver of the nap auto parts funny car and you're listening
3: to Southern Race Week. all
1: right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race week radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race week radio Network it's Southie, continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, as we're very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he's making his first appearance here on Southern Race Week Radio. Please, Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in pro-stock driver in the NHRA. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mason McGee. Mr. McGehee, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
3: Oh, yes, definitely having a great day. Thank you for having me on.
1: A pleasure having you on the show, sir. And, of course, for many of us, our loyal listeners, this is the first time you're joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio. We're really proud that you're joining us here. But before we talk about your season and what's going on with you, when we have a first-time guest on the program, always love to find out. Where did the uh, racing bug uh, bite you?
3: I come up in a racing family. My dad raced, my granddad raced. And so that's how my dad got into racing. My granddad raced. And he was always, my dad was always up the track with him. And then so I did the same thing and started running junior dragsters when I was eight years old and moved up. We got a big car. We had a Copo. We started running that at our local track just to get me acclimated to more speed when I was old enough to drive. A big car and then we started doing the pro stock deal when I was eighteen.
1: So you've been around the sport basically your whole life. You're a third generation racer, which is always difficult to try to follow in those generations. Like how was that kind of dynamic with your with your dad and granddad as far as pursuing the sport?
3: Uh, I I never felt pressured. It was just that's just all I knew. It's just always at the track or at the shop and it's just all I ever knew and I don't know anything else. That well that and baseball, but I gave up on baseball early in high school and now we're full full on racing
1: so let me ask you now are you in, are you in school right now are you in college or are you are you pretty much dedicating your your life right now to what you do
3: I'm going to school right now at University of Texas Permian Basin it's just right down the street from from our house and you know, trying to get a mechanical engineering degree and you know use that towards our family business and its it's a challenge juggling that and Also going full time on the NHRA tour, but you know it it keeps me busy.
1: Now your schedule is very unique because it's crazy. Because sometimes you'll go four weeks when you race, you might have like two or three weeks off in between races. How's that like for you? Do you enjoy kind of having that kind of four week spurt where you're racing, maybe then a couple of weeks to have off to kind of maybe relax a little bit, break away. What do you like to do during your downtime?
3: So like during the school year, I mean it's you know. Having school on top of it, going racing, definitely tough. And if I got school where Chris is like, hey, you know, you know, make sure you get your work done. If you got time, you can come to the shop and help out or whatever. And obviously having to race, that's big also. So, you know, having the off weekends during the school year is pretty nice to have. But, like, during the summer, I'm like, man, I I could go every weekend. I'm always ready to go. But it's nice to have off time there and then also.
1: Now, you're very young. You're 19. You said you started kind of doing this at around the age of 8. You, you've got a lot of experience in a young age. So do you credit your your father and grandfather with a, a lot of advice and, and kind of helping you and gearing you as you kind of progress through the ranks?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Chris, he's he's super patient with having me progress as a driver. You know, like when we were licensing for the pro stock car, I had issues holding down the clutch on the starting line because I never drove a car with a two-step. And so I had to, like trained myself to like, all right, wait on the light and make sure, you know, you're down the clutch and clean and, you know, let it go clean. And he was super patient with that. And he's a real good teacher for me.
1: Speaking with NHRA pro stock driver, Mason McGahay here on Southern Race Week Radio. I got to admit to you, uh, watching you guys do what you do. I I could not imagine doing what you do. You have to be absolutely fearless when you're doing the sport that you do. So as you get ready for a run, how do you prepare yourself mentally
3: I just try to just, you know, hey, it's another it's another run, you know, like we're testing or something, not even at a race. Just go up there and just do your thing, you know. Don't try to think about it too much. Like on the starting line, typically when I start thinking like, hey, you know, cut a light, cut a light, like you'll go up there and you'll think about it too much and you go red or you're late. And so you got to go up there and just let it happen. Don't try to think about it too much. It's really just the whole run, just just let it happen. Just do what you can do.
1: Now, is there a particular track you like going to more than the others? Which tracks do you really enjoy going to the most when you're out on tour?
3: I've always loved the Bruton Smith facilities, like Vegas and Bristol and Sonoma. The, those are just top-notch facilities. I really love going there. Now,
1: the cool thing about your sport, and this is something I always talk about with when I interview any NHRA guys. Uh, compared to some of the other major league sports that you that maybe a lot of fans go to you guys are very accessible I mean you guys basically have crowds of people as you're working on your cars as you're getting mentally prepared for the next run and all that how are you with like with fan interaction because I'm sure a lot of fans come up to you as such because you're so young who might be around your age going how do you do this and especially maybe for people who are younger than you who want to get involved in this sport Uh, how's that how's that with you as far as the fan interaction how much do you enjoy interacting with the fans, taking pictures, signing autographs, and maybe even, uh, you know, answering a few questions.
3: Our fans are awesome. I mean, really, without the fans, there, there wouldn't be a race to go to, you know, because they're what draws the money in. But it's good to have them. You know, I mean, they're just normal people. I'm, a, I'm like a normal person like them. You know, it's just, you know, they love racing and I love racing. And
1: I know there's a lot of people who are probably fans of you. But like you said, we fail to realize that you're like regular people. You just have an incredible job. So as far as yourself personally, what kind of who are you a fan of? Who, are, 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 what other sports do you follow, and what other athletes are you? Do you look up to?
3: I'm a real, real big baseball fan. I, I'm a big Yankees fan. I, I try to watch every single game. And I, I'm hardcore Yankees fan.
1: And, and and what player or what Yankees players do you uh, emulate, or, or what Yankees players do you enjoy watching, or or, or are you a big fan of?
3: Uh, being a Yankee fan, you you gotta love Judge. He's just he's even if you're not a Yankee fan, I feel like he's just a real likable guy. You know him and our our probably our best pitcher, Garrett Cole. I loved him even before he was on the Yankees. So I was always pretty I was pretty stoked when we got him. And those are probably my two I really like.
1: Have you had an opportunity to head to Yankee Stadium to watch a game?
3: Uh, we went. It was a, it was a few years back, but we went pre pre. Aaron Judge era, but we've been to the new stadium. What'd you think? Oh, I, I love it. it was, it's, it's a pretty nice stadium.
1: Now, did you ever go to the old ballpark?
3: Yes, I, had, I was real little then, but we went to the old ballpark, I think, the last year they had it in 08. I think it was 08 when we went.
1: And any differences between the two, does it, does it seem different, or, or is it – I mean, obviously, most probably most of the concessionary and all that, but as far as the, the experience of baseball, is, is, it, is, it, is it the same for you?
3: It was, It's was hard to tell because I was so little then, but, like, you could just tell, like, you know, it was an old stadium, been one that's been around for a long, long time, and that new one, you could tell that they they went all out trying to make it, you know, I guess, ban accessible, you know, all the concessions and just, you know, like the – we were in the legend seats, I think that's what they're called, and, you know, all the food and drinks and everything. I mean, it, they went all out in the new one.
1: Now, uh, Mason, if our listeners want to follow your progress, keep up with your season, and follow your career, uh, where can they go to keep up with you on social media, websites? Where can they go to, to follow you around and keep up with your progress and your schedule? Uh,
3: we got an Instagram and a Facebook, and I believe both are just under Mason Hey, No underscores or spaces or numbers or anything, just Mason McGahey.
1: Well, Mason, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, good luck to you in the rest of the NHRA season, my friend. And hopefully we'll catch back up with you down the road and,
3: and keep up with your progress here in 2022. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All
1: right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. at South. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And i very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he was a winner last weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway in the Xfinity Series race, and also a representative of the great state of Georgia as they swept the Atlanta race weekend with Chase Elliott winning the Cup Series race, and this gentleman winning the Xfinity Series race. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the driver of number 21 Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Austin! Mr. Hill, uh, taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
0: I am, that, that was uh, really
1: cool there, that was pretty good. This is the first time you've been on Southern Race Week Radio, so we're really honored and privileged to have you on the program. And usually when we have a, a guest on for the first time, the one question I always like to start off with is, is what for you got you interested in racing?
0: My dad always really enjoyed watching the NASCAR races at a very young age, three, four, five years old. I would sit down and watch a full four, four and a half hour cup race with my dad and always would, as a little kid, just be like, hey, I want to drive a race car someday and bugging my dad about it. And next thing you know, we're at, a, I think we're at the Georgia State Fairgrounds, hanging out with family and friends, things like that one year, and we ended up seeing a quarter midget was bugging my dad about it and next thing you know for my sixth, sixth birthday when I turned six years old gave me that quarter midget and we started racing and you know at the time obviously my dad with me being so young he was thinking it would just be a good hobby for us to do to kind of bond together and family type deal you know I went from quarter midgets and got into the bandoleras and legend car stuff and did that for a lot of years and got into some asphalt and a little bit of dirt late model stuff and doing that for a while and then we got into the NASCAR K&N series at the time is what it was called did that for a few years and once we got to the truck level we tried to do our own team and we just realized that there was a lot more that went into it than all the other type of racing we did so we decided to start venturing out and started racing for different race teams and, and was able to get lucky enough to race for a really good truck team for the last three years with the Toy Racing Enterprises. And that kind of opened the door to,
1: to go to Richard Childress Racing uh, for this season. Uh, speaking with Austin Hill here, a driver of Richard Childress Racing, uh, x Series team here on uh, Southern Racing Radio. Big win last weekend in Atlanta. Your home track, as you just mentioned, growing up in Douglasville. What was it like to get that checkered flag at your home track?
0: Yeah, it's it's really hard hard to put into words what it what it means to me, what it means to my family, and you know, as a little kid, when you are, you know, six years old, and you're just now getting into racing, you have the dream of of racing in NASCAR and and racing at the highest level, and doing that one day, and for it all, kind of come together, and and for us to be able to go out there and compete on the big track at the Lambert Speedway was was something I always wanted to do. And to top it all off, to, to come home with a win like we did in dominating fashion, I thought that was really special. I was speechless in my interviews. It was, it was just really hard to take in. I'm, I'm not somebody that gets really, really emotional all the time. I mean, I get very emotional if I, if I win a race and I get excited, but I kind of had tears in my eyes, and I normally don't do stuff like that. So it just meant a lot to me, and I knew it meant a lot to my dad just for all the sacrificing that my mom and dad both have done to get me to this level. It, it hasn't been easy. It's, it's been a struggle at a lot of times, and trying to find sponsorship and you know everything else that, that comes with trying to be a race car driver, there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that have went into making me be able to get to this NASCAR Xfinity Series level, and I'm just trying to make the most of it each and every week. We have two wins on the season. We won earlier back in Daytona, obviously, and then now at Atlanta. So I'm, I'm just very humble about it and, and just very excited for the rest of the season with RCR. I feel like we're building uh, our program very well. And it, it's, it's just been – it's been so fun working with everybody at RCR and getting to know everyone. And hopefully I can just – I can stay in the NASCAR Xfinity series for a long time and, you know,
1: one day hopefully go to the, that cup level – and see what we got there. So what's it like knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs in your first season in the Xfinity Series? You know, going into
0: the season, I had my bar set very high to win multiple races and for us to have a shot at winning the championship this year. So, you know, we we're, we're, we started the year off with a bang, at winning at Daytona, and we already knew we were locked in to start the season. So that kind of took the weight off the shoulders a little bit going into the year. and. You know, we started playing around with some stuff, with some setup stuff, things like that, and things I like and and don't like. So we can try to be as prepared as possible when these playoffs start. And I feel like we're starting to get in a pretty good rhythm. You know, there's been some races where we've had some ups and downs, and we've had races where we we just didn't feel very good and didn't feel like we were, you know, doing our job. And, you know, I feel like we've cleaned a, a lot of that stuff up. There's still some areas that we need to be a little better at. But all in all, I, I think we're kind of up on, you know, going uphill now. And hopefully we can start racking off a lot of top fives and really competing for wins each and every week. And, you know, get ready for these playoffs. When the playoffs starts, that's when, that's when you got to be your best. So we're trying to really throw a lot of different things at it, see what I like and don't like. And, and so when the playoffs start, we can be as prepared as possible.
1: Now, Austin, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along with your progress as you get ready to go to the playoffs, where can they go to keep up with you and maybe uh, check out your social media stuff as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have some social media stuff going on. I have uh, Facebook, just Austin Racing. And then, you know, I have a, I have a Twitter. Um, it's underscore Austin Hill. And then my, my Instagram, I, I still haven't fixed it yet. But I guess there's a lot of Austin Hills out there on Instagram because, my Instagram's a little messed up right now. It's underscore Austin underscore Hill underscore. So there's, there's three underscores in it, unfortunately. So, but I, if you type in Austin Hill, it should bring me up. You should be able to find me. I'm just so excited about how this season's gone, my rookie season. And I feel like we're a big underdog going into the playoffs, and I like it like that.
1: Well, Mr. Hill, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir, as you represent the great state of Georgia and we're really proud to have you as another winner of the Xfinity Series as you get ready for the playoffs. So good luck to you the rest of the season, sir. Hopefully we'll catch up with you later on down the road. You're always welcome on the program, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Hi, this is Greg
2: Walter, general manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear this program again, you can do so on Monday. That's when this edition of Southern Race Week Radio will be available for you as a podcast. You can head on over to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud and search for Southern Race Week. You'll find us, listen to any of our past programs, including this one. And while you're there, we would really appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button. As well, and also don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like us on Facebook at slash southern race week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And also, you have an email address, you can always reach the program. Let me know what you think of the show. If you'd like us to book a guest, anything like that, please let us know. You can reach out to us at SRW Radio at yahoo.com. That is SRW Radio at yahoo.com and we really appreciate all you loyal listeners to the program always enjoy hearing the feedback and reading the emails that i get from all our loyal uh, listeners and podcast listeners as well Uh, once again i want to thank our uh, great guests for uh, joining us this week here on southern race week radio of course alan kivana nascar insider you can check them out at nascar.com also nhra driver mason mcgahee Uh, We appreciate Mason joining us as well. And also thanks to Georgia native and also Xfinity race winner from Atlanta Motor Speedway last weekend. We appreciate all those great guests joining us this week here on Southern Race Week radio and appreciate you tuning in and listening in. And of course, we'll be back with you again next week for another all new edition of Southern Race Week radio along the far flung Southern Race Week radio network.